Hey, good morning, everyone. Grace and peace to you today. I hope all is well. Uh, welcome to episode two of the Live the Life podcast. My name is Jeff Brown, um, and I want to unpack uh, the beauty of this gift called the New 24. Uh, we touched on it last week a little bit. We touched on my dad's story a little bit, which, again, over the next few weeks, um, I'm going to start to unpack that more. Again, this podcast thing's new to me. I just, it's something I jumped into, so uh, I'll start to get more organized as time goes on and get my wife Tamara involved as we'd like to tell our story and why we're here and what we feel God's called us to do. Um, so let's go ahead and jump right in. I want to unpack, um, again, this, this gift called the New 24, which again was a gift that my dad gave me as I shared his testimony at a men's breakfast. Um, I just shared, and again, I'm going to go into more detail here over the next few podcasts. Um, but one of the men came up to me after, um, I shared my testimony about my father and his death and that process. And he came up to me and, uh, he was the one who actually encouraged me, um, to start this ministry called the new 24. Um, he said, you know, he told me it was a gift and, uh, over the next month or so it, uh, it became, uh, more of a, a ministry and, uh, God kind of put together, um, some steps in how to live in a new 24. So let me go through that real quick today and then we can, we can unpack that some more. And again, I don't know how this, <laughs> I don't know if we could be interactive and you guys could at some point come back with questions and stuff like that through the website. <clears throat> so just bear with me as this stuff is uh, new to me. So again, uh, each and every day you get a new 24. All right. So the 24, that's how many hours we have in a day. We have 24 hours in a day, 86,400 seconds. And I believe it's 1440 minutes. Um, so that's how many opportunities we have to live a new 24, uh, which basically means to turn back towards God. You know, as we turn towards God each and every day is, is we're convicted about something that we've done, whether we said something wrong, thought something wrong, acted the wrong way, chose to do the wrong thing. We can immediately turn back towards the Lord in this beautiful dance that I like to call repentance. Um, and that's what the Bible calls repentance. Uh, my definition of it again is this beautiful dance with God. And again, I'm going to make a note of that and we'll, we'll talk more about, uh, the beauty of repentance. You know, that seems like a scary word for us, but it's really not. It's just this staying in step with the Lord is all it is. So, um, so this new 24, again, uh, there's a saying that goes with it that the only person you should strive to be better than is the person you were yesterday. You know, so each new day that we're given, that's the only day that we have um, right now. This is the day that I have. I could die today. Uh, we don't know. So we need to make the most of each day filled with love and compassion towards others and just try to be better than you were yesterday. And again, that's in, in this context, it's for the Lord. It's for the kingdom of God. You know, in a worldly context, there's tons of motivational speakers that talk about that. All that stuff about, you know, being being a positive person and a good person is great. Uh, but it all means nothing and it's empty if we don't have God in our life and we have a reason for why we are being or striving to be good people. You know, it, it's all because of Jesus Christ and his creation. 
which is us and the, and the relationship that he desires to have with us. So there's two main keys to the new 24 working. Uh, that is to have proper uncorrupted vision. And the second part of it is repentance and forgiveness. So it's all about having the proper lenses on, which are the lenses of love and mercy. You know, we serve a God of love and mercy, uh, not a God of wrath and anger. And it's all about love. It always has been. So it's about seeing yourself and others in all situations the way God sees them. It's all about love, knowing and believing who God is and who we are in Christ and turning uh, towards God daily through repentance and forgiveness. You know, that's what the cross is all about. It's all about love. So in the Garden of Eden, in the book of Genesis, you know, we were created. God created us out of his love for us to share this world with humanity. He wanted us to enter in uh, to relationship with him, um, which ultimately <laughs> he ended up sending his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for all of our sins so that we actually had access to him. Um, whole other subject. Sorry, that was a rabbit trail. So we were created for this beautiful vision. I mean, this, this relationship, right, with the Lord. And as we were in the garden, Adam and Eve were in the garden and their, their vision was uncorrupted. They, they didn't know that they were naked. Uh, they enjoyed walks with the Lord in the cool of the day. God told them that I created this world for you and everything in it. It's all under your power. Uh, the only thing I ask is that you do not eat from the tree of knowledge, which is the tree of good and evil. And he gave us a warning. Everything else we could have uh, in the world, but he gave us a choice. He had to give us a choice. Otherwise we'd be robots to him, right? So he had to give us a choice. He wants us to choose him. He wants us to choose to enter in and he wants us to be obedient to his word because all his word is about is our goodness. It's a good, it's a rule book for life, not a rule book in the way that we see rule books. It's a, it's a rule book for good living. The best possible way to live the fullness of life is, is only through Jesus Christ you know, and his word, right? So when we sinned in the garden, so we had this uncorrupted vision, but the minute they both sinned together, <clears throat> uh, they chose to sin together by eating the apple, right? Eating from the tree that they were told not to. They both did it. And uh, then they hid. They immediately hid. You know, God came back and <clears throat> he's like, hey, Adam, where are you? <clears throat> he was hiding, he immediately started hiding and lurking, right? And him and Eve immediately knew they were naked. I believe that the moment that they chose to enter into sin, that their vision was corrupted. It was corrupted. And that's kind of where we live today in a corrupted world filled with corrupted thoughts and corrupted this and corrupted that. So the number one key to live in a new 24 is having uncorrupted vision. Again, that's seeing yourself the way God sees you. You are sons and daughters of the Most High King and seeing those around you in the same manner. And the only way we can do that is through this repentance and forgiveness because, you know, love in this world is not natural, you know, to forgive people who hurt you or say things about you. It's a supernatural thing. It's a gift from God and it comes with this uncorrupted vision. And again, the second part of it is repentance and forgiveness. So 
You know, all repentance means is to change direction. So when we screw up, we change direction. Usually when we screw up, it's because we've stepped outside the will of God. We've stepped outside what we know the Lord would have us do in any situation to, to respond to somebody with love and compassion the way Jesus would do. Jesus modeled how to live this life when he was here, filled with love and compassion, spending time with his father. And uh, usually when we step outside of that, it's our flesh. Actually, it's always our flesh that we step outside and we do something that we wish we wouldn't have done. You know, and it's at that point we, st- we step into this process of repentance and forgiveness. Okay. So when we repent, we simply turn towards God's glory. Okay. So we repent. We receive his love and forgiveness, right? Which, which we have. Okay. That's what Jesus did for us on the cross. Our past is no more. And another step to that is being baptized, right? Dying to ourself, getting dipped under the water, dying to the old man. That's another part of, of, of receiving his forgiveness. And then, of course, being baptized uh, in the Holy Spirit as well. Again, other topics for other times. So we repent. We turn towards God's glory. We, we receive his love and forgiveness. We forgive those around us. We forgive those that have hurt us. We forgive those that don't receive our forgiveness that we've asked for. And the number one thing is we forgive ourselves of what we've done. Okay. We then release any bitter root judgment that we have towards a person or an action or anything. And we give away the gifts of God, right? The gifts that God continually reveals to you throughout this process. And he calls us to go and make disciples right? So we repent, we turn towards the Lord, we receive his love and forgiveness. We forgive those people around us. We ask for forgiveness. We forgive ourselves. Through that process, we're able to release any bitter root judgment, any unforgiveness, and we're able to give away the gifts of God, the fruits of the spirit, you know, love and compassion and joy and peace and all those things. And then we repeat that process each and every day. So we repent, receive, release, repeat each and every day. Repent, receive, release, repeat. And I've promised uh, the men, uh, this has been a men's ministry for quite some time, that if you do this process of a new 24 each and every day for about a month, your life is going to change dramatically. You're going to get in a weird place where you're living in God's forgiveness and maybe the people around you don't you know, feel that you should be forgiven. Maybe they don't feel that you should be free. But that's not your problem. That's their problem. You know what I mean? You live in this, you know, we live this life for Jesus Christ and we walk it for him. Everything we do is for him. So when you get set free, it feels really weird, you know, and that's where the devil comes in. Again, this is John 10, 10. Again, I'm going to Repeat this a lot. The enemy is out to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's going to do it in any way that he can. He's never going to stop. He gets creative. He uses people. He uses situations. He uses your past. Anything he can to keep you separated from God. The second part of that verse is that God comes to give you life and life abundant. And that's what Tamara and I are all about is living an abundant life in Christ and teaching you all how to live an abundant life in Christ. So repent, receive, release, repeat, all right? And again, I'm going to read you Ezekiel 36 once again. 
I will sprinkle clean water on you and I will be clean. I will cleanse you from all of your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you. I will move from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow me, my decrees, and, and be careful to keep my laws. So I want you guys to understand that you are holy and righteous and blessed. You are sons and daughters of the Most High King with all authority under heaven created to do great and mighty things that you do not know. That's Jeremiah 33, 3. Um, that as we uh, call upon his name, we can do uh, great and mighty things that we do not know. The Lord will reveal these things uh, to us. Amen. So God bless you guys. Um, appreciate you listening. Abundant blessings upon you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.